And we're going to go ahead and say a prayer uh, start to start off the service with, and then we'll go from there. Father, we just ask that today, Lord, be a blessing to each and every one of us, as well as a blessing to you, Lord, to hear our voices lifted in your name. Lord, let us forever praise your name. Let us forever hold you in our hearts, and let us forever talk about you, Lord, the way, the way your children would talk about you, Lord, and all the love that you present. Father, we ask that each of us has that hedge of protection around us today, our families, Lord, our loved ones, our friends. Father, just enter into their hearts and minds today and be a reminder that you're always there for us uh, each and every day protecting us in, in this craziness of this world. Father, we do these things in your name. Amen. So, Pastor Bill, the last couple of weeks, has been talking about money and how you need to control your money and not let your money control you. And yet you've not heard him in two weeks say that money has anything to do with importance when it comes to ranking what this life is about and who gave us this life. In fact, he tried to stress that uh, if you're in, in tune with God and following his leading... He will provide. Now, it's hard to understand at times, but if you really sit down and think about it, those, those things are true. And, and his name is where we get our blessings from. So as he was talking and as he was getting ready to go on vacation, it just reminded me that in the craziness of this world, because this world says money is the number one thing. Money's what you need to live on. Money's what you need to deal with. Money is the most important thing in your life. That's what this world wants you to believe. But we all know better. We all know better where and why we're in this world, what we're here to do, and that is to serve God Almighty and be blessed by the fact that Jesus Christ went to the cross for us and so that we're able to deal uh, with this life. So we're going to talk a little bit about the armor of God today. That's going to be our conversation. If you would, I kind of drew it up last minute, shot it to Bill, and Bill printed exactly what I told him, except for I needed number six, which is a shield of faith. If you guys would add that to the bottom of your sheet, the shield of faith, I would appreciate it because I did not get that to Bill in time to get it printed on there. We are going to start out with uh, a reading from Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. It talks about the armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, Take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. 
Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. That's, that's basically where we're coming from today. We are talking about this, this armor and what God, what it, what it means for us compared to what it meant uh, for the soldiers back then. And this is where we kind of get the armor of God came from the, the uh, soldiers and what they used to wear to protect themselves in battle. But our, our battle today we're going to talk about is the, the battle that we have to do uh, with what goes on in the world as well as the spiritual things that come against us. The armor of God, I can tell you, leads down to one thing. Continue to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's where our, our, all of our power comes from. Everything, if we can continue to be in the Spirit and believe everything through faith, then these things are all possible to make it through this world and to keep our minds focused on the one true God. We'll start off with the helmet. The, uh, the helmet of salvation, it's called. And naturally... Uh, it is to protect your mind. Second Corinthians 10.5 says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. The first, the first I guess, problem we have with what the world throws at us is that they try to attack our minds. They try to get us to believe what they believe to uh, look at things the way they look at it. Not our own minds, but the way they want us to look at what is going on in the world. The same is true with what Satan tries to do with us. He tries to convince us that maybe we have that little bit of leeway from God. Maybe we can, you know, we can just twist it just a little bit and we'll be all right. And once he gets in our minds and does that, and, and a lot of times for for younger adults today, as well as older adults, uh, all the things that are on your phone, all the things that are online that you can really get mixed up in. We need to continue to, when, when we have thoughts of those natures, we need to renovate our thoughts. We need to bring it back to God. We need to remove, renew our minds so that we can bring everything back to God, which then alleviates the, the stress that the outside world is trying to throw at us. So use that helmet, that helmet of salvation, to remember where our salvation comes from and continue to bring your thoughts back to Christ. It sounds hard to start with, but if you try to work on that, it gets easier and easier, and the Spirit can then prompt you when you start to get off on the wrong path. The Spirit will prompt you and say, hey, that's wrong, Come on back here onto the path. But you need to renew your minds all the time and bring it back to Christ when things start to hamper you. Don't let the stress of this world affect your joy because remember, God created this world. The people that are on it, they're the ones trying to ruin it. God created a perfect world and we just need to remember that. We need to bring that back to Christ as we continue to focus Turn all of our focus back to God 
in the things that pain us. The second is the breastplate of righteousness. As you can almost imagine, if you're wearing a, a breastplate and you're a soldier, what is that protecting? It's protecting your vital organs. It's protecting your stomach inside. Most of all, it's protecting your heart. By, by keeping your heart protected, you can... It, 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 by, by keeping your heart protected and letting, again, your mind and heart work together to bring you back to Christ, you, this is where your righteousness comes from. The ability to not be afraid to be able to stand up and talk about things. Righteousness is the quality of being right or just in God's eyes and doing things God's way. The righteousness given to you by God protects your heart from the lies of the enemy. That's what righteousness is all about. If we go to 1 John 3, verse 20, it says, If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. So there you have it in a nutshell. God is definitely greater than our hearts. Don't ever let your mind convince your heart that you don't have a chance for heaven, that you don't have a chance for salvation. Don't ever let that happen. Bring yourself back. Renew your minds and then bring it back to your heart. Let the Holy Spirit live in your heart and continue to move on from there. So we've covered two of the things. Now we're going to look at the the loin belt of truth, which that is to protect our strengths. And you say, well, what are our strengths? Well, it's, it's in different parts of the Bible. I'm going to read from Galatians today, uh, from 5, 22 and 23. And as you can see, our, our strengths are the fruits of the Spirit. Those are our strengths. So Galatians 5, 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such thing there are no law. So continue again, just like the set of armor, we're just going to go straight down the line. So we've, we've talked about our mind, we've talked about our hearts, now we're talking about what the, what the Spirit is, is giving us as our, to protect our strengths. These are the things that we have. Number, the fourth thing is the shoes of peace. And with the shoes of peace, uh, I'm going to read the verse first, and it's from John. John 14, 27. It says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Having been filled with the shoes of peace allows us to be ready to share God with others. It's what gives us the ability 
to share the good news at all times. We should never fear talking about the number one person, the number one being in our lives, Jesus Christ and him crucified. That is part of our function as Christians to let people know. In case they don't, let me let you know what our God has done for us. He is our salvation. He died on the cross that we have a chance to spend eternity with him and the Father and the Spirit. So the shoes of peace, give us, they give us that ability to run the race, to stay on course, to do the things that we know we should do and not be silent about it. We need to be able to share our faith and let people know that this is the direction that we are heading and everything takes us closer to God. The next verse we're going to talk about we are going to talk about the sword of the Spirit. And as you can almost guess, the sword of the Spirit naturally is the Word of God. Uh, Hebrews 4.12. <clears throat> Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So again, God's word, the word of God, the thing that we can use as our sword. But we need to be careful because keep in mind, we have to guard what comes out of our mouth as well. The sword of God can be used as well offensively or defensively. We can be using the word of God to preach him up. We can be using the word of God to rebuke Satan. It can be used both ways. We don't have to, if, if we are using the word of God and we are following what the spirit leads us to say, then we're doing the right thing. And we should not hesitate. We should not feel bad for what we've said. We've not done it condemningly. We've just told them what, what we can do. And again, that comes from the heart. So we need to follow just what the Word of God says. Don't add to it. Don't take away from it. Follow what the Word says and try to stay true to the Word. We always wonder if, if we're able to answer questions. Uh, we've had some people stop by in the past, and, and Dale normally sits in the back. So Dale's normally the one that gets ask all the questions. Dale can answer most questions, but there are some things he may not be able to answer. And so his answer is, well, let's look it up and we'll take it from there. We don't have to make things up to try to please people. We're not out to please people. We're out to tell them the truth, the truth of the gospel. And by doing so, we need to be very upfront, not ad-libbing, but being as upfront with people as we can. So if, if people ask you about what goes on in here with us, don't hesitate to tell them. Tell them what you think goes on. If that's something that interests them, great. If it isn't, that's okay. If it sends them to a different church, that's okay. So long as it's leading them to a place to worship, to a place to learn more about God the Father, 
His Son, Jesus Christ, and what the Spirit does for us each and every day here in this world. So don't hesitate to use that. The one I forgot, the shield of faith. Um, the shield of faith is naturally our belief in God. The, the faith that we do things without actually seeing what's there. We can't see Jesus, but we know he's there. We can't see the Holy Spirit, but we know the Holy Spirit's with us each and every day. As well as a multitude of angels. If that's the way you want to look at it, you want to know, angels are around us as well. But always continue to, to use that shield. That shield, God gave us that shield so that all the darts and arrows that people are sending at us from this world, all the things that Satan throws at us can be blocked off helping us to guard all of our vital organs that Jesus has given us. We have one of the first, uh, first actually back in Genesis. I'm going to read that for you here. Genesis 15. One, after this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. And then again, if we go back to the first verses we read in Ephesians, verse 16, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which with, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So we've covered what, what we've been given through, through God's word and through his, his works, his works, not ours. And what we've, what we've forgot to mention and it's, it's things that uh, soldiers use as well. They use javelins and they use spears. God has given us the equivalent of spears and javelins. God has given us those weapons to fight the demons in this world. And what he's given us is prayer and praise. The power of prayer to use in battle, and the power of praise to thank him for being with us in each and every battle that we go through. God wants every one of us to spend eternity with him in heaven. He will give us everything we need and has given us everything we need to get there, to fight the battles, to, to enjoy and find that joy and that peace that we all need to make our lives better in this, in this world. And I pray that no matter how bad things get out in this world, that we know we can always come together and be together through the things of this world that we can fight the demons together. And I just give thanks for each and every one of you. We have, I just want to mention one more thing. Because 
in a nutshell of what I've just given you, these strongholds that we've talked about that the world tries to throw against us, we've got some pretty uh, simple and easy steps. Four little steps. The word must be spoken and not just thought upon. So don't just keep it to yourself. Use the word. Speak the word. A believer can use personal prophecy as a weapon. There are a lot of us that have miracles happen in our lives that the world says, well, you're just lucky, but we know we're blessed. Use what's happened in your lives to bring people to, to God. They, it, people don't believe a lot of things they hear on TV, which they shouldn't, or on the radio. But if it's a personal experience from you that they can't uh, refute, then that's, that's, a mighty, that's a mighty word. We must fight with the knowledge of God's will. Don't ever take it all upon yourself to be the one doing the fighting. Bring God's will into it. Let him do the fighting for us. We don't have to be the ones out there causing arguments or causing fights in the name of Jesus Christ. We just need to let them know what Jesus Christ does for your salvation and then let the Spirit handle it from there. And the last thing is guard the words from your mouth. Again, don't, don't try to force God on anyone. Let them know about your God, how wonderful he is, how beautiful life is with God in your life, and how blessed you can be to look back on hardship and say, God helped me through that hardship. That was nothing I did. It is not of our works, but the works of Jesus Christ and him crucified. So I pray that we all Take these, take these things to heart that we're able to trust and learn to trust everything that the Holy Spirit tells you. Don't take for granted that it's, it's just in your head. Take the, take the leading of the Holy Spirit and run with it in your lives and be as blessed each and every day as you can and don't let the people of this world see that there's anything that can steal your joy. And I thank you all and